0: Hey everybody, this is Diana, a.k.a. Maude. Just a quick note about our Facebook page. We've made a few changes and we have created a Facebook group. Uh, In this group, that's where we want to interact with you guys. We want your questions, we want your comments. We'll be putting up our polls. This is where our rando pony posts are going to live. And our page is going to be the release schedule. It's going to be where we link to all of our new episodes and release any... Uh, podcast news that we may have, like, hey, we're taking the week off, which is not happening yet. So we'd love to see you over in Macintosh and Mod group on Facebook.
1: Hello, and welcome to part one of a special two-part Macintosh and Mod haven't seen what? First this week, Mod has Macintosh catch up on an iconic and awful Teen Pigmalion remake. Iconic because it launched a thousand jokes and imitators. Awful because it's a complete garbage fire of a film. Enjoy our review of 1999's She's All That.
0: Hey guys, I'm Diana, a.k.a. Mod.
1: And I'm David, a.k.a. Macintosh.
0: And this week I made David watch She's All That, 1999.
1: A high school jock makes a bet that he can turn an unattractive girl into the high school's prom queen.
0: $10 million budget, and it grossed $103 million. I'm not shocked. No. I mean, and it clocks in at a whopping 95 minutes. Uh, that's just a really short movie, especially since the whole dance sequence they had to add. Like, they wrote it, and they're like, eh, we're not gonna do that. Oh, wait, this movie's too short. Let's film that dance sequence! I don't know, man. So, so, what are your initial thoughts? On this movie. How do you feel about She's All That? What a shitty movie. Oh, it totally blows. <laughs> like, it's stupid fucking movie.
1: Yeah, but it verges on stupid and I'm bored, I don't want to watch this anymore territory.
0: It's only 95 minutes long.
1: Yeah, that's saying something for how boring it gets. And yet, it occasionally has some moments where I went, oh, you actually came up with something kind of decent there.
0: It's... It is a funny movie, Mm, but I don't,
1: I don't know if it really is that funny. So
0: like the real thing about this movie now, and back then it was kind of this way too, is that there's this hive of people from the nineties who were just all around each other. And like they were doing, they were in this movie and then they were in this TV show and then they did this movie and it's like this weird mix of people and all the connections. And some of those people made it out. Of that that weird time capsule of the movie period. Yeah. Some of them did not, and we'll get to that when we get to this cast because it's a fucking crazy cast. Now, looking at this movie, it's just like, oh, that person, so sad for them. <laughs> or, oh, oh, this person was just starting out and they're amazing. And then there's the awesomeness that is not another teen movie, which pulls heavily from this particular movie. And so I start thinking about those jokes for in this movie and it just it makes it enjoyable for me. You will be seeing not another teen movie at some point, but we have to cover some of some of their uh
1: the predecessors. Yes,
0: and or, before we can get to that. Uh-huh. You don't have many more to do.
1: You got a story for this movie? A personal story?
0: No, really. I just like the movie. Like I it was stupid, it was really good background So, I mean, I I played it on a loop in my room. It was just like, oh, it's done. Rewind. Press play. I had one of those TV-VCR combos in my room growing up, so.
1: There had to have been so many better movies you could have watched on a loop.
0: Okay, let me reiterate. We had no cable television. Right. And at a certain point, I could only watch my friend's tape so many times, or the Seinfeld tape, but at that point, I was probably over er Uh, Because we had to tape for each one of those shows. Thursday nights was a very important uh, VCR schedule going on in the house. Uh, It was an elaborate dance. (laughs) Uh, But this was just one of those like, oh, I just need something in the background while I play with Legos. This was 1999, so I was 15. Legos. Legos Legos are good. I had passed my Barbie phase, which went on way too long. (laughs) (laughs) But I was into the Legos, which still occurs to this day. So, let's get into our director. Okay. It's Robert Cove. You might know him from previous hits, such as From Justin to Kelly. Jeez. In to- 2003. That,
1: that was sorry. after this.
0: Sorry. It was after. Sorry, this was after this. That That's what he went on to. Uh-huh. Uh, what he did before then, you wouldn't know of, because it's mostly just random TV episodes. There are two exceptions. He has two episodes of fairy tale theater. <laughs> Puss in boots and the little mermaid. Oh god. If you don't know what fairy tale theater is, please do a Google and then go rent it or or steal it from the internet because it's awesome.
1: Yeah, but you don't want to I I don't know if you want to pay a whole lot of money for it cuz it it's awesome and yet it's not great
0: (laughs) i highly suggest the 12 dancing princesses or the frog prince that one's really good too yeah so yeah uh this director uh didn't do a lot before didn't go on do much after how do you think he did on this particular project (laughs) 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 yeah it's so it's so bad okay
1: so let let me get to this okay i understand why you might think it's funny I think you're projecting the later stuff onto it, because mm-hmm. this movie's like a flatline, almost dead movie. None of the jokes are really that great. They're um, they're, they're like chuckle worthy, yeah, but they're not funny.
0: No, this is not a laugh out loud. This is amazing. He
1: has no pacing. None of the actors feel like they were coached in any way. Any realism that was attained can't have been at the hands of this dude. It's the Lifetime movie version of a high school teen comedy from the 90s. Correct. And compared to American Pie, Uh that movie looks almost Oscar worthy. (laughs) That's a no. Because, but because those actors are invested and committed to their roles.
0: Oh, absolutely those actors are amazing compared to this group
1: yeah and and i think the thing is too is that i don't think these are bad actors mm-hmm. so that tells me there's something wrong with the director
0: or could it be the writing does this does this story sound familiar to you at all perhaps from another time a classic work by one george bernard shaw yeah. It's Pygmalion. It is
1: Pygmalion. That's what
0: this movie is. It's pig- it's teenage Pygmalion. Right. Which, for those of you who may not know, Pygmalion is the stage play that later became My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady has songs, Pygmalion does not.
1: But my problem with that comparison is that uh, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, they drop that entirely. Eh. Which he finds out, I'm I'm a bet. I'm just a bet. That's, in Pygmalion and My Fair Lady, the entire time, she She knows knows. she's a vet.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I had to update a little bit.
1: Ah. Even Ten Things I Hate About You.
0: Which is not Pygmalion. No. Ten Things I Hate About You is Taming of the Shrew.
1: But, okay, we're talking about a comparable teen movie adaptation of a classic work.
0: True, true. That's a better. In that instance,
1: they are still sticking to the same character Mm -hmm. as that. My my big problem with it is like she needs to know she's in on that. It's like can't my it's like can't buy me love. Can't buy me love works because these two people know that there's this Oh, can't buy me love. They knows there's this interest between them, mm-hmm. right? And it's not because they're in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Or hell, Sixteen Candles with Anthony Michael Hall. These two know the relationship they have, and it's the tension created by mm-hmm. that that's interesting. This movie drops that two-thirds of the way through, and then we're just like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. You just did that to do it, I guess? Because they were bored boys. That's really all it comes down to. Which is
1: understandable, but dumb for a movie. Does that make sense? Yes. That I could understand it in real life, but it's not interesting to watch on screen.
0: Well, okay. This is where American Pie did the same thing, which this came out the same year. I'm, that's
1: insane to me. This feels like five years older. It does.
0: All right. So our actual writer for this movie, his name is R. Lee Fleming Jr. He he did a lot of TV writing. Okay. He, he did Migo, which was a TV vehicle for Jared Lipnicki, the kid from uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. Uh, he did Two of a Kind, which was one of the Olsen twins TV shows after house
1: so he did kid tv
0: well uh he he has two story by credits on friends both from season eight
1: good for him so he wrote some spec scripts that were actually kind of good
0: yeah and he he did a couple one tree hills it looks like uh so he he's not a prolific writer and so the script was given to another writer to do some work on the story Uh uh-huh that And then after that writer touched it, it was given back to Fleming to know work to, to do his dialogue.
1: That's not abnormal for a no, bigger no. studio movie like this.
0: Uh this was done unbeknownst to Fleming. Oh. So he is very much denied that this happened. But on the DVD commentary for this movie, the director confirms that it did. Do <laughs> you just want to guess who that ghostwriter writer is? Charles sweden No, because that one would have been good. M. Night Shyamalan. This is the most bizarre writer to do a ghost writing on a script.
1: True, but it also fits with the premise that uh, M. M. Night Shyamalan can't write to save his damn life.
0: Okay, how much M. Night Shyamalan have you seen? I had to
1: poke that bear. I had to poke it.
0: Cause fuck you. The <laughs> um, sixth sense is great until you one, once you know the thing, you don't care anymore. And everybody it's, knows it's the a, thing. And at everybody this knows. Point. This, you know who cares? But the village is fucking nuts. Says you. Have you ever seen it? No. Okay, I I want you to see that movie because I did not expect it at all, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it. And Lady in the Water is great. Signs is stupid. Signs is a piece of turd. Signs is stupid. People say Unbreakable is the best. I have not seen that. So when we get into our director series, that's going to be on there. Nobody ruined the village for David. I want him to be surprised. Holy
1: crap, you're going to do M. Night Shyamalan and I'm going to fight you with Kubrick? Oh, boy.
0: We've got a lot of directors. We've got Kubrick, we've got Shyamalan, we've got- Anderson. 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 Uh, I'm sure there's a couple Spielbergs in there. We got to see. I'm going to mop the floor with you. It's not a competition. It's a... <laughs> Fuck you. A Podcast book. over. <laughs> All because of She's All That.
1: Okay. okay. I'll do credit to M. Night Shyamalan. I think more more than him being a bad writer or anything... I think it probably has a lot more to do with, that is not his style of movie in no. any form or fashion.
0: This is, this is a case of, I need a job, man. I need a paycheck. <laughs> and I have nothing but respect for that. You do what you gotta do, man. What's
1: weird is The Sixth Sense came out the same year, too.
0: Maybe he had bills to pay until that broke big at the box office. What a weird time in Hollywood. It is a weird time in Hollywood. Okay, but what makes it extra weird is this cast. This cast is insane. It is a long list. I had to do a lot of going through to be like, okay, what was going on? What is, what, what came before or after? Because this movie is almost 20 years old. This was 1999. It's 2018. This is ridiculous. Okay, so first billing, we get Freddie Prinze Jr. Meh. Okay, so before this, he had done I Know What You Did Last Summer. I've seen it. And then I still know what you did last summer. Oh, I might have to make you watch that. Uh, Especially if we're going to ever watch Scary Movie. You need to see that. I've seen Scary Movie.
1: You've seen Scary Movie? I've but, seen Scary Movie! But, and you had
0: never seen Scream? All
1: you needed to do was watch the freaking trailers and you're fine.
0: No. No. Then he did this movie. And then he went on to do Down to You which was a stupid movie with Julia Stiles, which I actually liked a little, but it's stupid, too. <laughs> uh, then he did Head Over Heels. That's that movie where he lives across from the models. And then he did Scooby-Doo.
1: Oh, that's right. He and was Fred.
0: He, yeah, he was Fred. That was in 2002. At this point, he was already married to Sarah Michelle Gellar of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Cool. Uh And then since then he's not done a lot. He's had a couple TV spots. He did an episode of Friends. He played the Manny. But his big thing that he's been doing the last couple years has been uh, voicing characters for Star Wars Rebels. Okay. So he's working. He's just doing a lot of voiceover work. All I
1: remember is Wing Commander.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wing Commander was after this with Matthew Lillard. He has done five movies with Matthew Lillard.
1: Supposed to be a tentpole and just didn't go
0: anywhere. It was kind of fun. So So eh. So what do you think of? Freddie Prince Jr. Uh,
1: he's I, really cute, but he is stiff as a board. I could have just gotten a plank of wood and put it on the screen and danced it around, and it probably would have been fine.
0: Okay, you know who would have been better in his role? Paul Walker. If those two had switched roles, that would have been better.
1: No, because Paul Walker couldn't act out of a paper bag himself at that point, either.
0: You're wrong. Oh, you're no. Wrong, you're wrong, sir. Uh-uh. All right, but he's pretty, and he looks good on the poster.
1: Yeah, well, sometimes you can find pretty people who can also, you know, act.
0: No, not in 1999. <laughs> they they all got pulled to American Pie. That's true. Okay, let's move on to our leading lady, Rachel D. Cook. Did you have opinions about her? She's
1: better, but her character is so badly written.
0: Her character's name is a hybrid. Her name is Lainey Boggs. Uh-huh. That is a hyphenate of two names... Of characters played by Winona Ryder, who she looks a lot alike. Uh, the na- her name is Lainey Boggs, and that's a combination of Kim Boggs from Edward Scissorhands, and Lelania Pierce from Rea- Lainey Pierce from Reality Bites.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which yeah. like those were two really big deal movies for Winona Ryder, so like that's that makes sense. But her character blows. Yeah, she's just such a fucking downer, like. I get the whole, like, my mom died, and so, like, my whole focus has been on, like, taking care of my brother and my dad and making sure, like, they're not crazy, but then, like, she's got this art background, which, that's cool, and she's, like, locked up inside, and she doesn't know how to, like, express herself. I'm like, okay, I can get that, too, but, like, she's this super overly activist person, and she's just a bitch to everybody except for her one friend, Jesse. Yeah. It's weird. And even to him, she's
1: kind of a pain in the ass.
0: Like, she she mothers him too.
1: Yeah, she mothers everyone. Yeah, she's like she's seventeen. No seventeen year old truly acts like that.
0: And she's super whiny as fuck. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before this movie, you might have seen her in a Babysitters Club. Did you see her in Babysitters Club, David? <laughs> <laughs> what what
1: what do you think, Diana? What would would your positing be? I
0: want to say something really, really inappropriate. He was also in Tom and Huck with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. And
1: now I have seen that movie. Yeah. It was a regular at daycare at one point.
0: Yeah, no, I know that one was definitely making the rounds, especially on like the Disney Channel and all that good Nick at Night Out. Nickelodeon and all that crap.
1: Or if you happen to be in a suburban daycare environment, it might Mm -hmm. be one of the VHSs they popped in one time. Oh,
0: absolutely. So this was like her first big movie. And then after this, she did a couple episodes of Dawson's Creek. And then her next giant thing that she did in 2001, Josie and the Pussycats. She played Josie McCoy. That movie is actually awesome. And then from, okay. And so after Josie, which is awesome, uh, she's, she's done a couple more TV episodes and she's done a lot of video games. Man. Yeah. This is like... She did not make... Like, Freddie Prince has done fine. She did not make it out of this.
1: Okay, here's what's funny to me. This movie has arguably the more notable cast Mm -hmm. than American Pie at the time. True. Because the people in American Pie have gone on to lots of different stuff the same way. But at the time, this was the more... Everybody
0: had, knows who these people are. It had more recognizable people at the time. They feel like the fucking Sea Squad, man. They do. Like she's like not not Yeah.
1: Not her. And the thing is I actually kind of am okay with her performance. I'm okay with one moment of Freddie Prince's performance and honestly it's the hacky sack thing which actually works, but that's partially because of oh my god, they got a scene right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That scene actually works. When I started to feel where he was going with it, I was like, the way he filmed it, the way he paced it, I was like, nope, this works, especially for a teen movie. I like this.
0: I like how dry she is. Like, I like that. That's a little different. But she's just so, like, coarse.
1: Being dry does not mean you are without emotions. Mm. I I told them I never let them see me cry. I was like, no, you should, like, have some actual emotions for every once in a while. See, like,
0: I really liked when she went in the bathroom and drew all over Clea Duvall's face. Yeah. Just like, splatter girl. (laughs) Like, that whole thing. Like, I liked that. It was just like, this is just tiny and it's petty, but I'm gonna do it. Because why not?
1: Also, there's just such shittily written scenes there.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So our next on our cast list is probably... The most successful person to come out of this movie.
1: Which is crazy, because he went radio silence for so long.
0: Not radio silent, but TV silent and movie silent. Screen silent. (laughs) Matthew Lillard. Before this, he had done uh, Hackers and Scream and SLC Punk. And then he went on to do Scooby-Doo. And then he has been the voice of Shaggy, um, because Casey Kasem retired since 2010. So everything since 2010 that has Shaggy's voice on it is all Matthew Lillard. Still doing it. Like, he's making a fuck ton of money doing that. Heck yeah. And then he's also done a bunch of TV. He was in that border TV show. Uh-huh. Can't remember what it's called. The uh, Bridge. The Bridge. He was on that. He had a a l- couple different episodes on The Good Wife where he is just freaking hilarious. I talked about that in our Scream episode. He's done great. And now he's on a TV show, uh, good, uh, The Good Girls...
1: And also, all of you will get to see him as Shaggy on Supernatural, which I've never watched, but god, that episode is the most amazing crossover
0: I've ever heard of. Yeah, he is the most obnoxious character, but he fully commits. He's all in on his character.
1: Look, man, SLC Punk is still one of my personal favorite movies.
0: It's a great movie. It falls
1: completely apart at the end. The the last act sucks, but all of the beginning and middle of it are so good. Um, And he's the... And he gets to be the lead for once when he's always the character guy in the background.
0: Well, I loved him in Scream. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Hackers. He's not in that one very much. but in And you this want to know something? What? I love him in
1: this movie.
0: He, okay, he's, he's annoying, but he's playing Puck from the real world. Yeah. That is 100% who he is. Real world is stupid now, but back when the real world was cool and nuts, Puck was like the most controversial person and that's who he's playing. Yeah. And And it works. It's great. It makes total sense that a high school chick would fall for this guy and be like, I want to be with him. Blah, blah, blah. He's famous. He's not famous for anything good. Like, this would happen today. Yeah. This does happen today.
1: It works. He is the logical extension of the Matthew McConaughey character in Dazed and Confused. Yeah. That's what he is.
0: Yeah. He's just, he's great. He is probably the best performer in this whole movie.
1: And you know what? That's another thing. This movie is trying way too hard to be like Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
0: It is, yes. I, I, when it
1: doesn't that. recognize that that's not what it should be. Nah. Yeah. American Pie figured that out. Mm-hmm. That they went, no, 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 no. It's a different. It's a different group of kids. A different style of humor. A different, you know, entire thing. And this movie feels like they were trying to shove all of the stuff from Fast Times into a movie from the '90s. When it's like it, these are.
0: Different cultures. Here's the problem. The point of this movie is people are not what they seem. Right. You know, Zach is this super athletic, popular dude, but he doesn't want that. He doesn't want to be his dad. He doesn't want to be a lawyer. You know, he wants to figure out who he is. He's just been on this one path. And she is an artsy fartsy person, but she has feelings, but she also, like, she's got a lot of pain. The problem is. They forced that message into Pygmalion. <laughs> like, and they Which did. Which is
1: not what Pygmalion is about.
0: They, they accomplished this with the Breakfast Club. They took all these people who have layers and they just forced them to be in a room together. And that's how we get all this. And that's what they needed to accomplish here. Just create a better situation where these two have to be together.
1: If the whole movie had been that party. Yeah. Or like the an hour of the movie was that one party? Yeah, would have worked.
0: What should have happened at some like I I thought about this is that at some point Zach Zach should have done some act of rebellion that got him in deep shit with the school. He's class president. He's you know number four in the class roster and GPA.
1: He's pressured to be type A, but he's not. He
0: what, what should he should have pulled some prank that got him almost expelled, and so now he's got to do like. Saturday detention, he's got to do extra tutoring and some shit like that. Or he gets to she... do extracurriculars. Well, and then, so he goes and does art club, or maybe she gets in trouble for protesting at school, so she's got to go to detention too, like after school detention instead so of Saturday, so he has to do it every single day. Something like that. That would have been a better, let's put these two together.
1: TM, 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 we're writing this movie tonight. Okay, let's do getting it. getting it pitched. There you go. We'll make right, it happen. No, nobody steal this. Okay, sorry. We already said it.
0: Yeah, it's ours. We're going to call it Afternoon break, like, Snack Club. <laughs> snack Club.
1: No, 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 no. Club won't even be involved here.
0: Snack Team. <laughs> Hunger Force. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry it was there. Okay, so we've f- we fixed the movie now. <laughs> so let's shit on some more actors. So next is Paul Walker, um, who did tragically die in 2013. That is sad. Okay, um,
1: now let's talk about how awful he is, because he's worse than Freddie Prinze. I
0: don't think so. Yeah, he is. I think his dialogue is atrocious. No, he's worse. No, I don't think so. I think if they switched and he had to play the earnest guy and Freddie Pinch just played the guy who has swagger because Paul Walker does not have swagger. Because I think (laughs) Freddie Prince, with being as pretty as he is, could really pull off the like, I'm going to get some ass, all of that type of conversation. He could pull that off.
1: Paul Walker's never been a good actor. I'm he's been a
0: passable I... actor. Okay, well, he has been next to Ben Diesel a lot. But he's not a good actor. Okay, well, before this movie, he'd done a lot of TV. His first big movie was Pleasantville, which is an awesome movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, that he's in that, and he's great. Um, and then he was uh, in Varsity Blues, and then this movie. After this, he did Skulls, and then a lot of Fast and the Furious, and then he tragically passed away. Moving right along. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe. Uh, who plays Taylor Vaughn. Uh, she's the bitchy girl.
1: Actually successful in this film. Well done. She,
0: she does a good job. Her Again, her dialogue could have been better, but she plays it right.
1: I don't know. I think her dialogue's actually better than most in it this movie. It could have been
0: a little bit better. The only thing about her that I find truly unbelievable is that she's allowed to be smoking around school that much. Yeah, well... That's the only thing that I'm like, really?
1: Somehow they managed to write the most unlikable characters the best. That's weird. Yeah. That that tells you you're not doing something great as a screenwriter.
0: Uh, before this, she did H two O. Twenty years later, it's the Halloween movie. Yep. Um, she did whatever it takes. Teacher's pet, and then um, more recently, she did a series called Hit the Floor, uh, which is like a dance. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out from IDB exactly what it is, but it's a TV series. And then she did a lot of the Vampire Diaries. So she's been working. Uh, next, we have Kevin Pollak. Um, he plays Dad. He's funny. The end.
1: Good job, Kevin Pollak.
0: Then we have um, the Oscar winner, Anna Paquin.
1: Being wasted in this movie.
0: Being wasted. She's the annoying know-it-all sister. And you know what? This is one of the first movies where she just got to play kind of a normal teenager kid. Because then after she did X-Men. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know what? You just wanted to work and not have to work that hard. You you do whatever you want.
1: (laughs) Boy, she didn't work that hard either.
0: I don't think she had to. (laughs) <laughs> uh, then we have Kieran Culkin, who you might know as Macaulay's little brother.
1: He's just being a cute 10-year-old.
0: He's not 10. He's like 12 or 14. He's just playing the brother. Uh, before this, he had done uh, Father of the Brides and then the Home Alone movies. He plays Fuller. Now we get to one of my most favorite actors. I'm so excited whenever I see him. It's Eldon Henson. You know him as Fulton Reed from The Mighty Ducks. He was in Idle Hands, which is... A really weird movie. <laughs> also from this period of time. That's got Seth Green and Devin Sawa in it. He did the Butterfly Effect, which is a really fucked up movie. Uh, he was in Lords of Dogtown, and then he was in the Hunger Games. He played Pollux, which is one of the A-Boxes. He didn't yeah, he didn't speak. That's right. Um and most recently he's been on Daredevil on Netflix and yep. he plays Foggy Nelson. And I adore him. He plays Fat Sidekick Friend very well. Why is his name Jesse Jackson? I don't know. This is weird. Nah,
1: I don't understand. Was he supposed to be one of the one of the black characters?
0: I don't know. I... There's no information about that. Maybe it's based on a friend. And My best friend whose name is Jesse Jackson.
1: They also gave him nothing to work with.
0: No, I just like that he gets to hook up with Anna Paquin. That's Good true. for him.
1: Yeah, it's just his character is so superfluous to the entire story. Yes.
0: Yeah, they could have really made him like Damien from Mean Girls, but they didn't. Okay, now we get to... A big Kahuna. <laughs> we get Usher Raymond IV as the campus DJ. Now Ooh. this this was not his first movie though. Before this, he had done the faculty, and he had done a ton of episodes on the Bold and the Beautiful. So, like at this point, like he was a well-established R and B artist. He'd already done a movie. He had done some TV. So, like this is just like I'm Usher, and I'm here, and I'm amazing. And he taught everybody that dance.
1: Uh huh. He. <laughs> Usher. Usher.
0: Yeah.
1: May I remind you, Usher, the man who did Yeah with Little John.
0: That song so fucking good.
1: And all of all of the Usher stuff, a man who can dance almost as good as Michael Jackson. Okay. Maybe better at times. No. He taught these people the whitest fucking dance
0: on the face of the planet. Okay. I don't believe that Usher himself choreographed that dance. I don't, I don't believe He
1: talked that. to everybody about how he taught it, and then he did the moves okay. with them. That's called a
0: script. No, I know
1: that he, I don't, I know that Usher Raymond did the not do it. The
0: character supposedly did, yeah. But this, uh, it's that bad. character. It's bad. so bad. It's completely and what's,
1: unbelievable.
0: What's worse is I remembered some of the dance moves. Oh, God. <laughs> and I did some of them when I hurt myself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. For that role, they cast it perfectly. Is that role is meant to be a cameo type thing. So when you see Pop up a few times, you get excited when you see him and they go away. They have no, nothing to do with the story.
1: I guess I didn't have the context of how, what a big deal he was at that point. Because to me, it felt like this is a guy who I didn't feel like got popular until like 03.
0: That he is who Brandy and Monica are fighting over in The Boys Mind. Okay. I just, like I said, it... it I believe. I could be totally wrong. Just leave me alone. It was before
1: <laughs> my high school time, because I got in at 03. So mm-hmm. the the right at the tail end into mm-hmm. college is when I became more aware of Usher. My high school jam was Hey Ya. Uh, it was Outcast and and The Love Below.
0: Yeah. Next, we have the acting debut of one Lil' Kim.
1: Kimberly Little Kim Jones.
0: Yep. This is her first acting role in one of her last... Oh, uh, but you know... <laughs> Poor little Kim. Why? I it's just I I think she was I don't know.
1: Did they just put her in this movie to put her in the movie?
0: I don't know. I think she was trying to act. She went on to do some Moesha episodes, but I, nothing stuck. Okay. But they didn't give her anything to like be interesting about, and she just she looked like an adult hanging out with kids. Yeah. So that didn't help. Next we have the film debut of gabrielle union who she's i always like seeing her she's great she actually did a great job uh yeah she went on to do 10 things i hate about you love basketball bring it on and think like a man she's been on a ton of tv shows she's great yeah then we have Dule hill i love Dule hill i just look at him and go it's charlie from the west wing
1: you know my feelings about the west
0: wing i don't really What's wrong with the West Wing? It's lovely. It's a happy place.
1: I don't agree with we're, the politics of the West Wing. Where democracy wins. I feel like the West Wing is completely unrealistic. And I feel like talking about... Oh, it's
0: completely unrealistic. But I feel, like, know ta- that.
1: I feel like, in terms personally, talking about democracy is better when we're talking about it in an actual realistic framework. Okay. Well, I'm more interested in that. And so for me, the West Wing kind of becomes
0: annoying after a while. It's a very idealized version of the people who work in the white house yeah i get that, that which I, is fine it's very hopeful you you would hope that the conversations and the debates and arguments were that intelligent you know it's more like veep like that's that's the well, thing a lot of a people say it's veep
1: well for me i think what's what's become even clearer is and some of it has come from some really interesting criticism of the mm-hmm. west wing and even more so people who believe that that is how politics yeah. works and engage in politics that no. way that to me is like you're not right that's not how you do it you've got to get on the ground Mm -hmm. and i wish what i would hope is there would be a show like the west wing but instead of focusing on the politicians you focused on the people in the communities in the streets that's more engaging and interesting to me at this point that's just me
0: okay well that show was in 1999 so yeah i know wait when we do I can't change it. I'm just saying, it's not my cup of tea. It's adorable, and Dulé Hill is amazing in it. (laughs) You have not seen enough of it (laughs) to make that noise. He he also went on... He had his own series called Psych. Oh, that's right. He was on Psych. He was the other guy on Psych.
1: Yeah, I didn't didn't put that together.
0: Yeah, I think they had about six seasons. Um, I saw a couple bits of it. It's one I actually want to sit down and watch at some point. Yeah. Uh, And then he... He was on Ballers, which is actually a pretty great show on HBO. And then he's had a couple episodes on Suits. So he's doing fine. Interesting how all the
1: people of color actually did a better job in this movie than the white
0: people. Except for Matthew Lillard. Well, yeah. He's the best one. Uh, and then I just got a list of names. We got Claire Duvall shows up, Tim Matheson, Alexis Arquette, Chris Owen, uh, who is in American Pie. Yeah. So, and he plays the, basically the same character in both films.
1: Uh, in American Pie, he's more of a dork, and in this movie, he's a burnout. Yeah. Like, he's it's a little different.
0: Mm-hmm. Milo Ventimiglia.
1: Randomly.
0: Uh, he plays one of the dudes who comes to clean the house. He's on the JV soccer, soccer team. team. Yeah, he's in there. Sarah Michelle Gellar makes a cameo in the lunchroom. I was like, oh, look, it's her. Huh, that's funny. Uh, and yes, her and Freddie Prinze Jr. were dating at this point. Uh... Okay, so let's get into just a tiny little bit of trivia before we do our final thoughts. Okay. Uh, it was shot at the same high school used for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I know what you did last summer. And it's all they used it again for Not Another Teen Movie. It's, well, it's, that it, makes sense. It's Torrance High School. It's very popular. And th- it, you can tell by that courtyard. Yeah. That courtyard's very distinct. Uh, this was Gene Siskel's last mo- uh, movie review in print. He gave it a favorable review. Wow, Okay. Uh, the picture of Lainey's mom. Did you recognize who that lady was? Nope. It's one of your favorite people. It's Bonnie Bedelia.
1: <laughs> She's not one of my favorite people. She just happens <laughs> to be in one of my favorite
0: movies. Uh, she is Kieran Colkin's aunt. Uh, and, okay, we didn't play this previously, but now we can play Who Could Have Been. Oh! Okay. Who could have been cast? Okay. I've only got two two characters for this. But Zach Wyler, Syler, Zach Seiler, whatever the fuck his name is, Prazen Jr.'s character. Zach Seiler. Zach Seiler. Which is a terrible name. It's horrible. Could have been played by Josh Hartnett.
1: Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> or I can go off the board. Okay,
0: what's off the board? Who Who
1: could have been? I don't know, anybody, so I've got to think here. Yeah. Throw me some other mid nineties names. I'm I'm not gonna be able to come up with it by myself. Late nineties, excuse me.
0: <laughs> Late nineties. Okay, damn, now I feel old. Okay, who else was really Okay, well there's there's the ones who who made it into all the other movies. You could there's Chris Pine. Or no, yeah, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, uh there's Michael Rosenbaum. Any of the teen movie people. Uh, you could have had uh James Vanderbeek, uh yeah. Joshua Jackson. Okay, well I mean Hartnett would
1: have been so much better.
0: He would have been better. Did you ever see him in 40 Days and 40 Nights? Nope. That movie's really stupid, but also awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, it looked like that. No, the Josh
0: Hartnett with the slightly squintier
1: look and the the little more introspective type yeah, thing he, going he on. Yeah, he probably
0: could have pulled that off a little it bit. Would have
1: been a, it would have been a 1999 KJ not... Appa feeling.
0: Oh, he, yeah. He right? He does have a little bit of KJ Appa. Huh. Yeah. That's okay. okay. I feel you on that. All right. So for Laney Boggs, we have three contenders Lily Sobieski. Pff, hell if I know who that is. Helen Hunt look like. Uh, Mina Suvari, who was in American Pie. Yeah. Or Jordana Brewster, who was in Fast and the Furious.
1: I don't know, man. None of these people. Because I don't. I have no frame of reference for this time period.
0: You know who would have been better? But who also would have been equally bad. <laughs>
1: uh, okay.
0: Katie Holmes. <laughs> 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 she would have been better, but also bad. <laughs> I don't
1: know. You know. I think she would have been fine at that time for that role.
0: That girl only knows how to talk out of her side of her mouth. Okay. I love you, I don't know. She, I can't imitate her, but she talks out of the side of her mouth. It's horrible. We have. I have one final little piece of trivia. So the whole bet, the loser of the bet has to go to graduation naked. Yeah. Well, in this movie, uh, it's Freddie Prince Jr. and he lost to Paul Walker's character. Correct. Well, in the movie Joyride, Paul Walker loses a bet and has to walk through a diner naked.
1: <laughs> did Paul Walker just want to be naked?
0: Well, in that one, he did actually. He apparently part of the trivia is that he actually was naked when they filmed it and. Uh, Freddie Prince was not naked when they filmed his portion of this movie.
1: Oh, snap, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh,
0: no. All right, so also, you... they
1: went through all of that shit just yeah. so we could be naked at graduation?
0: Yeah. What a sad payoff. It is. And then, you know, just so we can hear that stupid fucking song by Sixpence None the Richer. That's the song, that's the Kiss Me song. That's oh yeah, their cover of it. Well, that's the song that turned them from a Christian band to a mainstream band. Then didn't they do
1: There She Goes? Yeah,
0: because covers were the only thing that they could get any play on from there. Hey,
1: hey, that song—that's a good cover. Mmm,
0: it's a it's a fun cover. Go listen to the
1: original the again original sometime. The original is better. The original's so much fucking better.
0: Okay, well they use it in the Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, and I like it in that movie. <laughs> Okay, so, like, I can enjoy it and also know that they're crap. Yeah. So, um, hmm, how many falafel balls would you give this movie? <laughs> oh, wait, it's my movie. I have to go first.
1: Yeah, you it's do have to go first. Falafel
0: balls. I'm going to give it two falafel balls. Two.
1: Are they Are they going to be super-sized balls?
0: No. They are regular size balls. <laughs> regular size falafel balls. Have two. you made
1: your decision yet? It's two. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go one and a half, man. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it has, it has occasional moments where it works. I feel like, I feel like certain things are there and, and you know, I, there's, there's a little struggle here for me to say a whole lot about it. And that's because honestly, with a, with a dumb comedy like that, I expect me to eye roll a lot and not get into it. Mm -hmm. And American pie was the same way. Mm -hmm. Initially I'm like, Oh, such terrible shit. Mm -hmm. And then as we got into it and things worked out, I was like. Okay, it was dumb, but I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But this was boring. Like a lot of it was a slog to sit through. And so to me, it was it, it, it's it, it never finally got to that place where momentum mm-hmm. gained. It just yeah. felt like you were ramming your head in a brick wall. And so, you know, I, I I hate to I hate to sort of get stymied by that, but that's honestly where I felt like with this movie.
0: Okay, so it hit one yeah. and a half for me. How much of those balls are Matthew Lillard's? Half a ball. Half a ball. Okay. That's that's okay. I mean, we- He we,
1: gets that extra half over the one, I guess.
0: Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, Red Sport Dark's got a whole point just for Steve Buscemi, so. Right? If you can give half a ball for Matthew
1: Lillard. He's not in the movie enough for me to give him more.
0: True. True. And we have to deduct points for the dancing. Oh, my God. The dancing. Mm. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> okay. So, uh, today's very special episode- because we have a double feature. And the thing is, I think you're really gonna like our double feature that you have never seen! No. So, coming out, so, and we, we couldn't see movies this weekend, we couldn't go see something new. So, right after the music, we're gonna get a whole nother episode, and we're gonna watch. Can't hardly wait. <laughs> this episode please take a moment to review and rate us on itunes and for questions and comments drop us an email at macintosh and at gmail.com